0: You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn there friends thank you for joining me for another episode of life repurposed today i want to talk about how the past can hinder our progress and keep us from moving forward to the things that god has for us it's so easy for us to dwell on our past pain or mistakes until we're so stuck looking in the rearview mirror that we have trouble moving forward. In fact, sometimes it can move us backwards because we're so focused on looking at what was in the past when we have a bright future in front of us. One example is how the cruel words and actions of someone else from the past can play like a recording in our brain, and we're more likely to base our decisions on that recording if we dwell on them. So when a decision about applying for a new job or going back to school comes along, we might back away from the opportunity and concede to these hopeless lies and the voices that we hear in our head that say things like, you'll never amount to anything but a loser. Have you ever noticed that backing up a car takes more work than driving forward? My husband worked for a cranberry grower for more than a decade, and during harvest, I had the opportunity to work out in the fields. Usually, I had physical labor jobs that required no skill in handling equipment, or I drove something like a golf cart around, um, but mostly I was just schlepping, (laughs) like... Picking up pipes and taking them from one place to another and doing the physical labor that allowed me to eat as many Big Macs as I wanted to for one month of the year. But one day we were short a man on the job and my husband asked me to drive the vehicle that was called the One Tonne. And I gulped, but manned up for the job and said I would try it. So for those who are truck illiterate like me, a one ton is a large truck with a small dump truck back end. So it's like a pickup truck with a dump truck on it. It has big dual wheels on the back, so it's a huge vehicle And if you're like me, I have an aversion to huge vehicles. Maybe you love driving them, but we have a Suburban that I hate driving. I would rather take a small SUV anywhere than to get in the Suburban and have to park it like a big school bus. Anyway, my job on this day was to haul the load of grass and weeds and stuff that came off the waste elevator during Cranberry Harvest and dump it out on a compost pile that was out by the woods. Then I would drive back to the harvest area and I'd have to back the truck up these long narrow sand dikes with water ditches on both sides. So during harvest they flood up the cranberry beds and then there's these long narrow uh, raised areas where the trucks get to drive. But the harvest machine is blocking one end therefore the truck with the trash waste has to back up that 75 foot span. So, no problem. At least it wasn't a problem when the guys did it. But once I got in the truck, I knew I was in trouble. So, first, in a one ton like this with a dump truck back, the window is covered by that dump truck part on the back. So, usually I like to look over my shoulder when I back up a vehicle I hate using mirrors, but my husband said, just use your mirrors. So he said he would help me. And he said, I'll be back there directing you when you get closer. You know, the hand motions and stuff that the guys do to help you. And he said, you'll know when to stop. And so I tried backing with those mirrors. And I was going so slow because I couldn't see anything. And then I was swerving back and forth and making this little snaky trail, like rickrack in the sand. And so that wasn't working. And then I gave up with looking at the mirrors. And I did what I've always done when I try to back something big, is I just opened the side door and hang out with one hand on the steering wheel and my head looking back. And at least I could see the ditch on one side so I knew if my tires were on track on this side I wasn't going off on the other anyway I got the truck to where it needed to be but there was a lot of chuckling and laughter by the harvest machine behind me and I waited and then it was 45 minutes later I had to empty it and do the whole thing all over again it was an embarrassing day and I can just tell you that backing a truck is no fun so uh I wouldn't recommend it unless you love doing that kind of thing but treading through past pain is also not fun and looking backwards and trying to get from point a to point b if you're going backwards is not easy in everyday life either so let's talk a little bit more about what it means to have life repurposed when it comes to looking at the past The past contains both happy moments and painful moments for most of us. Reminiscing is pleasant when we remember times of joy and heartwarming moments and the bliss of childhood fun. But for many women, the past also contains ugliness. And we typically dwell more on the ugliness because of how it grips our emotions and takes away our joy from the happy memories. So it's like the loaded dump truck that blocks what we want to see when we look back and it forces us to look in the rearview mirror. And I think that rear view mirror has a very narrow focus. It's a hindered view of the past. When I was backing that dump truck, I could only see a little bit. I couldn't see the big picture. Looking forward, I could see everything out the front windshield. But looking in the backup mirrors, I have this tiny little frame of what I can see. And so that rearview mirror frames our regrets for the things we have done. It shows us little glimpses of failed relationships and financial blunders and poor decisions, rebellion, promiscuity, and situations we wish we could do over. It also frames the things that have been done to us, like circumstances that were outside of our control, such as abuse, a troubled home life, taunting from bullies, racial discrimination, abandonment, so many different things are there. I have never met anyone without some regret or some pain from the past, but I have met a lot of people who have moved forward and are happy, and I've also met people who have not moved forward and who are very unhappy. It's possible to let go and live looking out the front windshield with glances rather than long gazes in that rearview mirror. So looking at, you know, a couple of reflections here and there and then looking forward rather than trying to put our whole focus on, on the backwards looking at the past. So the difference in a forward-moving person is that she is someone who's let go of that truckload of emotional stuff, and she can see the past as one big picture of experiences, both good and bad. The past has become a representation of how far she's come rather than some kind of a tether that keeps pulling her back into the pain. If most people want to be happy and if rehashing the past incites painful emotions, why do so many of us dwell on it? Why not look forward and move ahead? We often revisit our typical responses using uh, some of the things that are just our fall back on like withdrawal, anger, defensiveness, and other negative coping mechanisms, but I think it really comes down to fear. We're afraid that if we let go, we won't know ourselves anymore. We've woven our entire identity around the past. Another reason I think people remain stuck in the past is to punish themselves. Whether that what happened is their fault or not, many women punish themselves by refusing to move past the experience. It's as if their self-worth is so low that they believe they don't deserve happiness. So the choices they make keeps them... In perp- a perpetual state of unhappiness, choosing toxic friendships, abusive relationships, and unsatisfactory jobs, people will often sabotage their own happiness with impulsive mistakes. For some it isn't fear or self punishment that keeps them from moving forward, but it's a longing for resolution. They're holding out for an apology from someone who took advantage of them, and they long to hear that person admit responsibility for their pain. They want closure on a chapter that never had a satisfying ending. Whatever the reason is for holding on to the past, until we unload the truck, we're stuck in rear view. So we might never get that satisfying ending. We might never get the apology from someone else. We might not have a chance to do over. Rarely do we get a chance to do over. But we can change our perspective. And Next week, I'm going to continue this conversation with some info about how we can be free from the past. But today, I want to give you just a glimpse of a resource so that you can begin to practice the idea of looking forward more than looking back. This episode is based on my book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life, When God Turns Trash to Treasure, and you'll find this story and additional information in Chapter 4 of that book. And if you're looking for how to find the book, you'll just find it at michellerayburncom slash 47. This is Episode 47, so it's just michellerayburncom slash 47. One of the creative ideas I give at the end of the chapter in that book is one that I want to leave you with this week as a possible chapter So, if you feel stuck because something in the past has paralyzed you emotionally, maybe it's old emotions, feelings, insecurity that come up when you're in a certain situation, Um, sometimes letting go of the past might begin with the help of a counselor to work through the issues. So, that's an important first step. And I think it's important to tell your counselor that your goal is to heal and let go and to shift your focus into the future and not to rehash the past to the point of repeatedly ripping open old wounds. So it's important to look at the past in glances, but when you go to a counselor, you can tell them that, I, I, know, I want to acknowledge the past and I know it's there, but my goal here is to release it and move forward. So that's a good first step. But sometimes an action also helps. This is sort of like, you know, when you're at summer camp and you wrote down your disappointments and then they had you throw it in the fire pit as a visual representation of letting go and it's gone. It's it's that kind of thing. Like, sometimes that kind of an action helps. Well, here's one of those that I think is kind of a fun one. Take a leisurely drive alone or with a friend and away from heavy traffic and go without an agenda. You could even bring your camera in case you want to stop and capture some scenery because that's kind of fun. But if you are in a place where you can roll down the windows and if weather permits, just indulge your senses. Maybe you have a convertible. If so, I'm really jealous of that. You could take the top down and just let the wind blow. Observe how much of the delight you experience when focusing on what you see up ahead instead of on what is behind. As you drive, think about how much it would help you if you could leave things from the past behind, just like you do when you drive. So as you go, just use that as a word picture to see how much better the view is from the front windshield. So I'll leave you with that, and I'll be talking a little bit more next week about some more practical steps we can take when letting go of what's behind. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next week for part two. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at Rayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.